0: Well, hi, welcome to Timberline. We are delighted to have you here and I hope that you have enjoyed singing a few songs and worshiping wherever you are, wherever you are listening. Thank you so much for tuning in, we appreciate it. We are in a series right now called, What Just Happened? And we're coming down to the last few weeks of this series and I'm amazed how timely some of these topics are especially in light of what we're facing in our country. And this particular weekend, guess what the topic is? <laughs> Impatience. Impatience happened. When I think about that, it kind of makes me get tickled because I think about the election and the patience and, and the challenges that we've had in our country. Man, I just want us to be very prayerful about all this. and and what we can do to stay positive and to trust God because he is still God. And I am so glad that he is. So today were we're gonna look at a story in scripture about a guy by the name of Saul. Now this is Old Testament. Saul was the king of Israel and he made some mistakes because of impatience. And I've made plenty of mistakes when I get impatient. So we sort of need to start today with this this whole idea. When is it, now this would be so fun to be able to have a discussion with you about it. When is it that you are most impatient? Just think about that a minute. How many of you, it's driving? (laughs) Okay. Uh, I, I think there are a lot of very impatient drivers. How about when you're teaching somebody, like, like my wife, Bonnie, I asked her this week, where am I impatient? And she thought for a while, she said, well, probably when you're trying to explain technology to me, you know, something on her phone's not working and trying to explain how it, how it works now, you, you know, reboot it. And if she doesn't get it right away, I, I guess I get a little impatient. <laughs> so I'm gonna do better. But she said it's not really all that bad. But when is it that you really have your patience tried? Is it with children? Is it with animals? Is it with uh, shopping, waiting in line, waiting in traffic? Just, just all the moments in our life when we get impatient. This is a very real thing. And what causes it? Like, what is it, what is it really, even the word itself, when, when you say, I'm feeling really impatient, why? Why is that a real thing in our lives? It's usually because we want something to happen faster than what it's happening. So we get impatient over anything that's taking longer than what I want it to take. And it's a real emotion. It's a, it's a, it's a very real factor in our life. So let me, let me jump into the story. The first thing in your outline, if you're following along, you can download this with your app. It'll be on the screen as well. Impatience tries to control and patience lives with open palms. So if you think about this whole idea of controlling something versus saying, I'm not in control. And it doesn't have to happen the way I want it to happen. Now, in the story, let me read just a, a little bit. Let me kind of tell you the story as I read through it. This, is, this whole thing is found in uh, Samuel chapter 13. And I'm gonna start reading with about halfway through verse seven. Meanwhile, Saul, who was king, stayed at Gilgal, and his men were trembling with fear. Saul waited there seven days for Samuel, as Samuel had instructed him earlier. Now, seven days is a long time. But Samuel still didn't come. Saul realized that his troops were rapidly slipping away, so he demanded, bring me the burnt offering and the peace offerings, and Saul sacrificed the burnt offering himself. Now, here's the problem. Kings, and this is what God said, kings were not allowed to offer burnt offerings or any type of sacrifices to God. This was obviously before Jesus has come to the earth, we no longer have to do sacrifices. But in these days they did, but that was always the job of the priest. And in this case, it was Samuel. And Samuel had said, you can read earlier in chapter like 15, Samuel said, look, Saul, I will be there, but you go and wait seven days. Do not engage in battle. Do not do anything until we make this offering and make these sacrifices to God because we want his blessing to rest on us for this battle with our enemy. So Saul goes there and he waits the seven days. However, it was just a little too long of a wait for Saul and he became impatient. So finally, when Samuel didn't come and didn't come and didn't come, Saul just goes, look, I want the blessing of God before we go to battle. Obviously something happened to Samuel. I mean, I can see, I can see why he would do this. He's, he's trying to do something right, but, but he's not getting it right because this is a command from God. So he gets impatient and he says, bring me the offerings, I'll sacrifice. He does and it leads to problems. And that's the second point. Impatience tries to manipulate time, but patience lives in the present. Impatience tries to manipulate time, patience lives in the present. So so here's what happened, and Samuel shows up in verse 10. Just as Saul was finishing the burnt offering, Samuel arrived. Saul went out to meet him and welcome him. But Samuel said, what is this that you have done? Saul replied, well, I saw my men scattering from me. And you didn't arrive when you said you would. In other words, it's kind of your fault, Samuel, which I see. Isn't that what we do? We want to blame someone else because this was a reason. It says the Philistines are out there. They're ready for battle. So I said, the Philistines are, are ready to march against us at Gilgal and I haven't even asked for the Lord's help, so I felt compelled. There it is, that's the emotion. I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering myself before you came. There you go, that's the explanation. Now, in a a big sense, I understand why Saul did what he did. Samuel wasn't there when he said he would be there. Saul wants the blessing of God. So the dilemma is this. In his own mind, he justified his actions because he was impatient. He didn't wanna wait any longer. And he saw things slipping away. He saw his advantage slipping away. So he said, let's get on with it. Here's the real thing. He did not value the blessing of the Lord as much as he's saying he did. He was trusting his own ability to get this battle started more than he was trusting God's ability through obeying what God had required for his blessing in this battle. Now that happens a lot in our lives. We justify our position because God doesn't show up when we want him to, right? Well, I thought this was what God said. I thought this was what God promised. I guess I'll just go ahead and do this and this and this. We make our own plans. And good intentions can still end up in disobedience, to God, I, 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 I just, I think of this all the time. So here's the question, who has the remote control in your house? <laughs> and who gets to hold it? Who gets to turn up the volume or turn it down or change the channel? Sometimes that's, that's a real need for some people to be in control. I'm gonna drive, no, I wanna drive, why? Well, then I can control the situation. So as we walk through this today, I want you to be honest with yourself. Do you try to manipulate time or are you living in the present? You know, some of you right now in the middle of raising kids or hanging out with kids, these are, these are some of the tougher times when you're trying to ma- manipulate things or make things happen. I remember when we were raising kids. I always, I always liked it when we got to the end of the day And it was time for bed because then Bonnie and I could breathe. You know, it's like, okay, let's get these kids to bed. We love them. We've enjoyed our day with them. Let's get them to bed so we can have some time together. (laughs) I can remember several times in reading books, um, our kids knew these books by heart because we read to them every night. And I can remember times when I would try to grab two or three pages instead of just one. Anybody, any parent know what I'm talking about? And you turn it like it's one page. And I would start reading that page. And my kids, even when they were little, would say, No, 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 go go back. You missed you missed a page. I'm like, great. Why? Because I was trying to manipulate the situation so that I could get done sooner than what I was gonna get done. I'm such a horrible father. <laughs> just kidding. It did not ruin our children, just so you know. And I got away with it a few times, but Usually they caught me. Number three, impatience can be costly. Now there are all kinds of examples here that you and I can learn from where trying to get something done and putting some duct tape on it is not really a good answer. When people try to take shortcuts with safety, for instance, oh, it won't matter. You don't need to chain that up. It might really matter. It might be your life on the line. Don't take shortcuts just because you save a little time when it involves your safety or someone's someone else's safety. But impatience causes us to take risks that we shouldn't take. All because I just wanna get there sooner. I just wanna experience this now. I don't wanna wait. I don't wanna put the seatbelt on. I don't wanna do this. I, on and on and on, there's a huge list of how impatience can cost us greatly in our lives. Well, it cost Saul the kingdom. This actually was an act of disobedience where God said, if you're not gonna wait for my blessing and you're gonna do this yourself, you're not gonna be the king anymore. And this is a harsh reality. People lose relationships. They lose their position because of impatience all because they're not willing to wait. Let me read it. Verse 13. How foolish, Samuel exclaimed. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. Had you kept it, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom must end. For the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. That would be David. The Lord has already appointed him to be the leader of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. Wow. Just seems a little harsh, right? Just seems like a little... Is God overreacting? Now, when it comes to obeying God... God is not overreacting. He wants us to be diligent about doing what he has commanded us to do. When I think of just impatience, in this case, it was Saul trying to take control, make it happen and not obey God. I think of sometimes how the impatience of mankind causes a trust to be violated. Well, I really can't trust how you put that back together. I think you might've taken shortcuts. It's not really fixed. You put a Band-Aid on it. All because I was in a hurry and I don't do it right. When I think about this in our culture, I think of how impatience scars our relationships. You know, if there's any person in my life that I wanna be super patient with, it should be the ones I love the most. My precious and dear wife, Bonnie. I, I do not want her to ever think that I am impatient with her. She's the love of my life. When I think of our children, I don't wanna be impatient with them. I want to have the long dialogues. I wanna have the depths. Our grandchildren, same thing. Nothing worse than a grandparent you know, that's impatient with their grandkids. This is the one thing that I, I time is on my side with grandkids and I love our time with them. Think about your relationships, starting with your relationship with God. Some of you don't like waiting. None of us do. Where is God right now? I uh, I told you this story uh, many years ago, but it's a it fits really well for kind of what I'm talking about right now. I went to I went to a, a doctor's appointment, and. I was in the waiting room and my appointment time came and they didn't call me in, they didn't call me in. It was like 15 minutes went by, 20 minutes went by. And I finally went to the front desk and said, look, I can't, I've can't. i got another appointment. I can't wait any longer. And they said, we'll try to get you in. I said, I can reschedule. They ended up getting me in. But when I went back to sit down to wait, I looked up and I saw a sign and it was right at the top Above the reception area, and it actually had those two words on it waiting room. And God spoke to my heart right there in that room. And this is what I felt like God prompted me with. I felt like God said, I have one of these. <laughs> I have a waiting room. You don't like mine either. But there are sometimes when you pray and I put you in the waiting room, there are sometimes when you ask me for something and I have to put you in the waiting room. Nobody likes the waiting room, but don't waste your time in the waiting room. Let it be a time that brings you closer to God and it doesn't push you farther away. The fourth thing, and this is real practical, okay? Learn to recognize opportunities to practice patience. So when is it in my day that I can actually practice? you know, the old, the old phrase, practice makes perfect. I took piano lessons as a kid. I took other musical lessons and practice does make you perfect. Not that I was ever perfect, but the idea of I'm not going to get anywhere unless I practice this. I believe that patience is a skill that is acquired through practicing it. I really do. I don't think Patience is one of the things you necessarily pray for. (laughs) Because if you pray for patience, what is God going to do? He's going to put you in situations where you have an opportunity to practice. So I would rather take that on my own self instead of having God put me in those situations. So I never pray for patience. I'm always like, okay, I'm going to work on patience. So the next time you get in your car and you're impatient behind someone, breathe in and say to yourself, I'm gonna practice. I'm gonna practice. What song would I like to listen to right now since since I'm waiting? When you're in line at the store, you have a chance to practice patience. Make this a practical thing in your day, in your week, When someone's driving you crazy, going on and on, and you need to go, pause. You might have to leave, it's true. You might've made a commitment. You might have to say, I am so sorry. I'm not trying to be impatient, but I do have to go here or there or wherever. But if you don't have that, try practicing patience. What would the world be like if we were all patient people? I can hardly see a conversation these days among people on TV and in real life where someone isn't trying to finish someone else's sentence for them because they wanna get it out or talk all over them because they have something more important to say and they don't wanna listen. Practice patience. And the last thing, number five, there will be a time when patience is obsolete. And that's when the kingdom of God is made real on this earth. Now, I don't know exactly what this is gonna be like, but I, I think this is an important point. You're not, gonna be, you're not gonna have to be patient forever. When the kingdom of God comes, when we have our days in eternity with God, there will be no such thing as time. It will not exist. There will be no such thing as waiting. There will be no hurry to accomplish the things on my list. You know why? There won't be a list. What if we worked hard to bring those kingdom attributes into our lives while we live on this earth and we think through who we're giving our eye contact to, who we're listening to, being fully present in the moment instead of waiting to interrupt or waiting to leave or needing to get out of there. What would happen if we, as the people of the kingdom of God, were patient and we were willing to wait and we were willing to explain it again and we were willing to trust others with the time frame that we give them? Think about that. I, w- I want to end with three really practical steps that will help you this week. And I want you to focus on maybe just these these things. Ask three questions of your life this week. Number one, where does my impatience usually show up? (laughs) When does this usually happen to me? I've been doing that, you know, I've said before, when you preach a sermon uh, or a lesson, you get to try to live it first. And I think that's very important that I don't just bring stuff to you, but I'm trying to apply it to my life. So I really have thought about where am I impatient? And I've identified a couple of things. Overall, I think the people that know me would say that I'm I'm fairly patient in, in most situations in my life, but I know there are little areas that every now and then I get really impatient. And I get frustrated and I feel myself in that moment. And I I want you to identify your moments. Where does it happen? Write it down, just write it down right now somewhere and then practice. The second question I want you to ask is this, is there someone who can help me? This This is the toughest thing that you could possibly do. You know, earlier on I said, I asked Bonnie, my wife like, where do I show impatience? And and she thought about it and she we talked for a little while about all that. And she actually ended up coming back and talking with me some more about it. And it was a really great discussion. But I, I knew that in asking her that, I didn't want it to be oversensitive. I didn't want, and she wouldn't hurt my feelings, but I want her to be truthful. Who is it in your life that can help you understand when you become impatient? Because I don't think people see their impatience. Why? Just like Saul, he justified it. You didn't show up when you said you would. No wonder I'm frustrated. I'm gonna go ahead and do the the offerings. I'm gonna make the sacrifices. When is it that you take control and you justify impatience and you get after somebody? Now, I'm not talking about someone who's habitually late or That's an issue you can address. But I'm talking about impatience that doesn't need to be happening and the frustrations in your life that you could stop having if you were a little more patient with other people in your relationships. So confide in someone, talk to someone. Let your best friends, the people closest to you, have a say in what they might see in you and don't hold it against them and don't disagree with them. Just take it chew on it, think about it, digest it, and work on it. The third thing is, will I embrace change? I mean, if, if, if you're not gonna be willing to work on changing some of this, then there's no need to think about it or identify these weaknesses or have someone talk into your life, no need. But I want to be growing in my patience in my life every single day. And I want to be a patient person. I want you to have a desire. You know, of all the things, of all the things, when that first Corinthians chapter 13 pops up and it's the love, they read it at weddings all the time. You know what it starts with? Love is patient. Love is kind. Think about that. It's almost like that's, that's a real sign of what love for someone is, is it offers a patience, a kindness that's not hurrying you. So let's be the people of God and let's let patience. I wanna end with this. Are you thankful that God is patient with you? Now this is where It's very sobering to think about that because I don't deserve his patience. I haven't earned it, but his patience with me has allowed me to cultivate growth in my life for many, many years and decades because God loves you and he cares about you and he's patient with you and he wants the best for you. So let's offer that to others. Let's pray together. Lord, I just ask right now that Every person is affected by this topic, all of us are. And I pray that it would be real for us and we would not get ahead of you. Forgive us, Lord, for thinking that we can take control, we can take charge, we can do what you've asked us not to do and show us how to offer love through being patient in our lives. May it be a trait that marks us you're struggling with that right now, just bring it to God right where you are and just say, Lord, help me with this. I need, I need to be more patient in my life. Show me and help me and teach me and help me to practice being patient when those opportunities present themselves. Lord, we give all this to you and we thank you for your loving kindness and for your patience to us. We really mean that. Thank you in your name. Amen. You guys, thank you for joining us. I hope you will continue to let love live (laughs) through patience. God bless you, love you, have a great rest of your week.